Lingua Britannica is a podcast that uses ethnographic interviews to study language use in the extreme metal community. We are studying a music scene known for its love of themes and topics generally considered offensive, and it is likely that some episodes will touch on topics or opinions some listeners may find tasteless or ethically problematic. Ethnographic researchers aim to adopt the interviewee's point of view so that we can draw out and study the attitudes, beliefs, and practices that are important to them. We want to make it clear that in presenting these conversations here, we do not endorse any of their content. Our aim is to explore the thought processes behind language use in this long-running, international and yet understudied scene. And welcome back to Lingua Britannica with me, Jess Crook, and my co-host, Wes Robertson. Hello. Welcome to uh, first episode of the year. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, uh, we have Ruto Miele of uh, Moonlight Sorcery. How are you going? Thanks for being with us. Thank you. So to begin, how would you describe Moonlight Sorcery's music to someone who hasn't heard of it before? Particularly as Encyclopedia Metallum uh, describes you as symphonic or melodic black metal. Is that your kind of preferred genre label? Well, I guess uh, melodic black metal is quite on spot but we have like we have strong influences of melodic death metal and even power metal i guess it's melodic black metal is just fine mm-hmm. the symphonic tag is a little bit exaggerating maybe it's not that symphonic more like <laughs> melody and before you started this band how did you feel about uh lyrics in metal or especially specifically in black metal like did you care we've had people that like love reading lyric sheets and some people who didn't look at it until they started singing. Where do you kind of fit in in this spectrum? Well, I have always enjoyed reading lyrics, especially in black metal, because like they are just fine. But it's always it's it isn't like it's not necessary to have like readable lyrics. For example, <laughs> like thrash metal or death metal, it's just gore or something. It's it's not. Then I don't want to read it. It's not necessary. But in black metal. They usually mean some. So, what do you mean by like not necessary? Like, um, because you said that you generally wouldn't gravitate towards like death metal lyrics or, or I suppose, yeah, thrash lyrics. What, what about them reads as unnecessary to you? They're like so in line with the music. They're just like being brutal or edgy, like about zombies and all that stuff. So, it's not necessary to read them. That's what I think. You know, beforehand. You didn't like read those and you still know what it's all about. Do you find black metal lyrics to have more like freedom then? I guess because black metal has its own, you know, tropes and stereotypes, the winter, you know, the cold. Uh, but do, do you find more interesting topics being explored in, in black metal? Definitely. It can be like there can be just like that in death metal or trash metal. But in black metal, it's like there is a bit more freedom hmm. Hmm. well do you think like more broadly beyond kind of sub-genre differences can you tell the difference between like a metal band's lyrics and a non-metal band's lyrics maybe metal band bands like more often they are about some mystic things and okay brutality that's the main difference but if you think it as a whole there is not that much different differences with non-metal music but there is some some 
little things. But it's it's mainly in different metal genres. There's different things like in black metal. There's like forests and winter and all that stuff. Death metal has its gore and sometimes trash metal is like political. So what do you think makes for metal lyrics that are good and conversely bad, or perhaps uh, specifically within black metal? Well, good lyrics fit with the music, and they're honest. That makes a good lyric. And coherence is another thing that that is like, yeah, that makes good lyrics. They are coherent. Hmm. And bad lyrics feel like they are completely out of place, and they are boring. <laughs> <laughs> Or badly written. Hmm. What what makes you feel like a lyric is out of place? Well, if you think like black metal, you can't sing like like saving animals, <laughs> like flowers, or it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. It could be like experimental, but still, it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Just can't. So, how can you make lyrics that fit? the music but also don't end up being boring or repetitive given that there are so many like genre conventions in black metal like we discussed that's that's a real hard and i guess some of my lyrics are more in line with that usual black metal lore and maybe somebody finds them boring but then again i find them like feeling the atmosphere they're the main thing one of the main things but yeah that i i actually don't really know it's okay it's a difficult question to answer (laughs) well um can you tell us about when you first started writing your own lyrics um and you know if you can detail some of the differences in how you've approached lyrics since you started you know up until more recently Uh, i started maybe in i was like 13 years old and they were just copying like main themes in black metal or death metal and they just repeat in the theme. But when I really started to, I started to write poems at my early 20s and they were totally different. Usually now I, I kind of write poems when I write lyrics and when I, 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 I have much snippets from of like every sort and then i just start to look what part goes where and i make them like a coherent like a full piece of lyric so your approach now is more like larger scale like thinking about the whole yeah i just write I have like huge masses of text in my computer. And then I like when when there's a song, I just hear in the song, okay, this this is like this. It feels like this. This part is maybe something that goes in this song. Mm-hmm. And in at some point there is a red thread. Okay, this and this and this, the these are like they fit together. And then I work it on. Do you, do you ever write before like you hear the music, or do you usually hear a song and then write lyrics to it? No, I I, I have snippets already made, and then comes the music. Mm-hmm. 
And then I hear like, okay, this is that kind of song. And this is what I wrote earlier. It goes like here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we ask about your specific lyric choices, um, we like to start by asking about where people sit in the debate on like if metal lyrics are just fantasy or if they're reflective of kind of personal beliefs where does your lyrics sit in this issue like do you view them as kind of fantasy or do you try to say something about yourself or your opinions through them or is it somewhere in between i guess they are not they are definitely more personal expression than fantasy mm. I use like fantastical and mythological elements, but I don't want to write just fantasy. It's boring. I would even go as far as stating they are rather spiritual. Spirit. Uh, I mean, is is that uh, does that feel odd to do in black metal? I mean, stereotypically, it's sort of the anti-spiritual genre, right? Historically, no, it's it, definitely not. No, black metal spiritual genre. Hmm. But it's like. Not Christianity or other like religion, but mm-hmm. spiritual and religion is different things. Mm. Okay. So, do you feel that like uh, then you're you're continuing kind of a tradition in being spiritual in your lyrics? Yeah, definitely. Well, looking at um, specific choices that you've made um, in your lyrics, um, a lot of your lyrics do feature, as you've mentioned, um, a lot of the kind of typical trappings that fans of black metal would easily recognise as typical of the genre. Uh, For instance, you know, as you mentioned, you have a lot of lyrics that reference, uh, for instance, light and darkness, uh, the forest and the cold, as well as swords, blood and wolves. Uh, So you mentioned earlier that you wanted to write lyrics that are compatible with the music, uh, but what made you uh, select these particular um, elements that are so common in black metal, uh, you know, as opposed to others? Mm. Can you repeat the last phrase? Yeah. uh, So what made you select these particular typical um, black metal themes um, over others? That's because they ride on fit with my music or our music. The music is like, it feels magical. Hmm. And use like magical vocabulary. How you say it? Vocabulary? Mm-hmm. Like, and the forests and all that nature vocabulary, it, it represents like, like dark and hidden subconscious and maybe some, some heathen traditions. And that's why they're so popular in black metal. Well, another kind of, common theme that we noted in the lyrics um perhaps unsurprising given the name moonlight sorcery but almost every one of your songs has some reference to the moon uh the sun or the sky as in lines like hail to thee o black moon uh bright as stars in the sky beneath a scarlet sky look at the horizon the fiery crack of dawn uh why is this particular theme so consistent across your lyrical catalog uh what brings you to this metaphor of like the moon the the sun the sky the sky the stars uh, and is it related to the band name in any way? Yeah, it's related. And I think I myself, are, I am like obsessed with the moon. <laughs> I love it. What attracts you to it? I think I'm fascinated by the mysteries and the and it's so unknown. Everything that's out there, moon and the stars and the space and heavens and whatever, they are so mystic and like... Unknown. I have always yearned to some to some unknown 
forces. They're like, that's some, um, because I don't know, that's fascinating me and the mystery. Hmm. And they are actually like, they're symbols and they have like symbolic value. But yeah, definitely connected to our name. Well, looking further at your writing about the moon, we notice that uh, in songs that reference the moon, there is occasionally a feminine figure who has some connection to the the moon that's typically only referred to as she or her. Uh, So, for instance, in Wolven Hour, uh, you write about blazing eyes that behold the night, ancient as blood in her veins, secrets in Wolven Mind Hide, uh, in Old Hatred of Wolf and Forest One, in Human Flesh Shall the Runes Be Carved, Chanting a Spell, Whispering a Rhyme, Moon in Her Soul, uh, dark lore enthralled, dust in her heart, sorcery of primal kind. And similarly, in Into the Silvery Shadows of Night, you describe an unspoken longing arises in my world, tear apart, and by her lunar blood uh, shall my end be foretold. And when the time comes, moon uh, gets a veil of spell through which her silver covers me with remembrance. She steps into the light and smiles, her womb glistening in rays of my sun. So what we wanted to ask is who is this feminine figure and what does she represent to you? That's usually because the feminine is connected to the subconscious, magic and the realms of the night side and so on. And the night side itself is, is like a feminine archetype. And that's how it goes in the first song you mentioned, but but in that's different in in Silvery Shadows because in that song it, it has really like personal meaning. That's not the feminine archetype of anything. It has symbol symbolic value, but it means something to me. <laughs> okay. It's like a love song. <laughs> So I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna private like is it a is it a real person? Yeah. Okay. Well, you say that it's like a love song. So would that imply that it's possible to write love songs within the genre of black metal? Yeah, definitely. At at long as it's like like black metalish. Because <laughs> you you mentioned like you can't do songs about flowers and stuff earlier, but so it's it's possible. It just requires a lot of like framing work kind of a lot of phrasing yeah and you know like love is a feeling and black metal is about atmosphere and feelings okay or they are like there but like things like flowers or doing good (laughs) Um, but you can like express some feelings through black metal of course so another striking element of your lyricism is that you blend um, English and Finnish languages. Uh, so most of your songs are in English, but you've released at least uh, released at least one song in Finnish on each of your releases, giving you a total of eight songs written entirely in English, four written entirely in Finnish, and two specifically part one and two of the song Wolven Hour that use uh, both languages together. So why did you decide to produce lyrics in Finnish and English? Uh, why not just write entirely in one or the other? Uh, obviously, you know, around the world, a lot of metal lyrics are written in English. Uh, but did you ever feel any pressure from this to avoid writing in Finnish? Uh, that's something that has bothered me since the first EP. Mixing two languages isn't the most coherent thing to do, and I like coherency. Mm-hmm. But I'm a lot better writing in Finnish, and some things just work better in English, although I'm better to write in Finnish. Maybe it's just because my foreign years that 
some things in English work better. But I have planned to write only in Finnish. But let's see. Mm. Mm. It demands a lot of time to oh. write and I have never had any like a proper time to delve that deep in my Finnish language because although I'm better to write in Finnish, it's also very much harder. So English is easier. Yeah, definitely. Because because I am non non-English speaker. Nobody demands like absolutely good language. And mm. I guess all non-English speakers in metal, it's not that big thing. So it makes it easier because my knowledge is limited in English. I'm not not native speaker, so it's like kind of like easier. So when you write in bad, bad uh, they are not so good. <laughs> I like them. I think they're pretty good. Uh, so when you write in Finnish, then is there like is there more pressure because? It's like your first yeah. language, so it, it has to be... You, is there like a feeling that it has yeah. to be really good? Dep- yes, just like that. Mm-hmm. But you said, like, do I have any pressure to write completely in English? Because of them, like most people mm-hmm. can read it. I say no, because if somebody wants to really understand what I'm saying, they can easily translate it. And it lo- means, like, lot of to me to write in Finnish. So what then works better in English? Hard to say. <laughs> For instance, like if I use many like the words tuanela or whatever Finnish words that can't be like translated to e- English, it's easier to like write in Finnish. But when the it's like when the when I write like like the usual black metal lore, like winter and whatever, it sounds better in English mm. because it's so familiar to everyone. I guess it's that. So we noticed that in many of your Finnish songs, there's references to Finnish culture and mythology, kind of linking to what you just said. For instance, uh, Wolven Hour Part Two mentions, uh, and I apologize for my pronunciation here, but um, uh, Hornan Katila. Uh, which, according to Wikipedia, is something like Hellfire, uh, a real or imaginary place which is hot and dreadful, like the crater of a live volcano. And later in the same song, you describe stepping down to uh, Tuonela, which is the underworld in traditional Finnish mythology. Uh, what led you to kind of include these references to Finnish mythology and culture in the song? And like, was the desire to talk about these things impacting the use of Finnish? Uh, I am referring to Finnish mythology also in in the English lyrics, but they're like buried under. Mm. So it's not that exceptional in my Finnish. But the word Hornankattila is used here like metaphorically. And I'm referring to a very chaotic state of mind, just like the, a hellfire or volcano of thoughts. Like you really good, like you ha- had that. It's it, it's like that. And in Finnish mythology Väinämöinen, which is equivalent for Odin, steps down to Tuanela to get spells or words from the dead. And also in Finnish witchcraft, the shaman falls in trance to the beat of the shaman drum to get information from the dead. And that's like a metaphor also in the song, going mm. to the Tuanela to get information, spells, words. It's like, in this context, it's like like reaching Nirvana or 
or like hanging on the branch of the Yggdrasil going to the Tuonela. That's the same thing. Is it important for you uh, as a, a Finnish musician um, in a Finnish band to have elements of your language and these elements of Finnish mythology like on the global stage? Yes, definitely. But that's that's also some of my interests to explore Finnish mythology. Is it difficult at all to explore Finnish mythology in English? Um, like, you know, I'm just thinking in the context of trying to translate uh, terms like the ones you've just mentioned. Um, you know, if we were going to talk about Tuonela as the underworld, for instance, like would something be lost there? Yeah, it it gets lost. You can't can't translate it. Some words you can, but that depends on the lyric I'm writing. So do you ever think about um, how non-Finnish speakers engage with the references and Finnish language lyrics more broadly? Like, have you, uh, you mentioned that everyone can translate it, but have you had people come up who don't speak Finnish and talk to you about these lyrics or write to you about them? I don't actually want to make it too easy for the listeners. <laughs> So I guess I fellow Finnish as is like almost as clouded or lost as like a non-Finnish speaker. They are not easy in Finnish. And they are actually they are quite cryptic, my lyrics. And it would be like wonderful to hear how people interpret them. Is that crypticness part of the um the whole like you you know you mentioned the the black metal package with uh the the spirituality and and the magic uh, is is the cryptic part of that like if the lyrics were really really straightforward would that not match what you do? Yeah, yeah, to some extent, yes. Um, one particular set of songs we wanted to talk about um, was parts one and two of The Wolven Hour, which we've already kind of mentioned. Uh, but the reason we wanted to talk about these is because they're written partially in English and partially in Finnish. Uh, so part one is predominantly in English, uh, with only the final two of the songs, nine stanzas, written in Finnish, where, while part two includes considerably less English, with 16 of the 21 stanzas uh, written in Finnish. Uh, so why did you write this song in a mixture of English and Finnish uh, where, you know, all the other songs you've written are entirely either English or Finnish only? I think that's coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> probably has something to do with the length of the songs. They're very lengthy and I have, like, I have snippets in English and in Finnish. And I, when I work the lyrics i didn't like it some of the parts wouldn't be if i translate them like in english they don't work and it's like that and then it, it like it just went like that okay and when we we did the first wolven hour then we thought like the second one it when uh lloyd sumestari had that same kind of like song, and I feel okay. This is just like the Wolven Hour in Piercing, so let's make it part two. Mm. And we I used same methods me methods like in part two. Okay. Well, you already mentioned that that you know English has a bit more freedom for you, and Finnish has more pressure. But more like practically, are there any things that um? Uh, key differences that you find in writing in English versus Finnish in terms of like what you have to do to put a song together or even just like 
choices you have to make, options that exist in Finnish that don't exist in English. Like, uh, if someone, as someone who doesn't speak Finnish, what might surprise us about what goes into writing Finnish lyrics? Hmm. I think I said it earlier, but you can write like rather bad lyrics in English, and that still sounds somewhat credible. Okay. Yeah. But it's much harder to write in Finnish. And that most certainly because I am not native speaker, and most metal lyricists are not native speakers of English, I guess. And that's why it's kind of okay to make like linguistic mistakes, and that's that's the freedom of English. But you can do it with your native. You can't do it with your native language. That's the pressure. What what parts of writing in Finnish do you find the trickiest? To get it sound poetic and not just straightforward. Mm. To use, uh, not to use like same words over and over again. Find different words like for night. Mm-hmm. I love night, <laughs> the word, but I have to express it differently. This may be a uh, perhaps an obvious question, but as non-Finnish speakers, um, do you find that the lyrics that you write in Finnish are distinct from the kind of style of language that you'd use in like daily life? Yes, they are very much like that. They are they are they are poetic, and I use like like old language. It's not like the real old, but it's it's not the same. Mm-mm. And I want to use it because. That's the magic of it all. If I say just just let's go to work and have fun, <laughs> that's that's not good. <laughs> not very magical. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, one key difference we were able to note between how you write and finish in English is um, for the n- names of songs. Uh, your English song titles and album titles usually involve multiple words. Uh, there is one single word song in constellations but you have tracks like the moonlit dance of the twisted jesters blood-soaked rituals or into the silvery shadows of night which are quite long uh whereas in contrast all of your finnish titles are quite short uh you have six in total and two are one word long three are two words long and one is three words long so much much shorter than the longest english name uh do you know what might have caused this difference why do you prefer short titles for finnish songs and longer titles for english songs that's about grammar in Finnish, one word can say a lot more than in English. Okay, and in that's cool. Grammar, we have like lots of compound words, and English doesn't. If I say like, can't like re- remember any good examples, but Finnish is like compact. Mm-hmm. It's compact in relation to English. Okay. Do you ever find it frustrating that English sentences get so long? Is that like not really. It actually it helps when when I am like what's that word? When I trying to fit them with the music. Mm. It's easier. In Finnish it's a lot more trickier. Oh, because like you you can do more with with less kind of like a, a full a sentence will cover a full bar sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's really mm. interesting. I would never would have thought of that. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of your English lyrics, uh, we noticed that the majority of your lyrics are written in a kind of modern, if kind of literary English. However, uh, the song For Thy Light is Ice obviously contains forms of old English, including the pronoun thee in place of the modern English you and thy in place of the modern English your. So why did you choose to include these elements of old English in your lyrics for this song, uh, but not in other English medium songs? (sighs) Old English actually fits better with journal like black metal because it's like mystic and I would use it more if I could. But <laughs> I am not expert in old English. And that that's these are like I knew how to use these, like the and thy, but it's hard to like incorporate that to every song. If you had the ability, and, would you? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Okay. What is that go does that link to the, what we said about like do you want the English lyrics and the Finnish lyrics to both have that kind of poetic quality to them? Is it the same goal? Yeah. But I am a lot better in Finnish. <laughs> I mean, I don't know any old English either, so don't feel too yeah, yeah. don't stress about it. <laughs> I know I know thou and thy and that's about it as well. <laughs> okay. I have to like read Romeo and Juliet or something. <laughs> That'll help, yeah, for sure. So um, I guess looking kind of further at the vocab choices, uh, it also seems like you have a balance of sort of mono and bisyllabic words and multisyllabic words, but there are occasional uncommon words like fetid or primordial. Uh, Still, most of the vocabulary is is familiar to the average English language user. So uh, lines like the secret of streaming blood ritually sheds from the moon vein. In the chambers of all dawn lies the castle of my dreams. The throne falls apart into pieces of the keys and through the light they scream. Uh, you know, this is not like on the street vocabulary, uh, but it is comprehensible to most English users, even if they don't use all the vocab terms in their daily life. Uh, did you intentionally work to make these English lyrics kind of comprehensible in terms of uh, word use? Or is this something that just happened naturally? I most certainly did not work to make my lyrics more comprehensible, but I guess like words like primordial are very basic words in the context of black metal for like a commoner they are not somebody who doesn't know anything about black metal they sound like not the daily but in in the black metal field they are are because they are like big words Mm -hmm. so what's the impact of using big words like why are they so common in black metal in your point of view that's because of the atmosphere, poetic, prayer-like, or I guess that's that's something black metal is aiming to be like spiritual, or some black metal definitely all not all but many, especially in in like symphonic and melodic black metal, they are like arcane and they have the vibe, so to speak. If if Moonlight Sorcery didn't have that kind of symphonic, you know, um, vibe to it, if it was say, you know, like like you you incorporate uh, keyboards and you have the kind of soaring um, solos in some songs, if if your band was more stripped down, you know, like uh, kind of early style, do you think you would use uh, simpler words as well to match that? Uh, probably not. If we like would play like. Dark Throne, it, it, the poetic thing fits with that, but if it goes down to the battery, 
mm-hmm. and more like wrestling and rock and rolling, then uh, then it would be definitely like simple, simpler. Okay. So the um, do you think then like black metal language has gotten kind of more complex over time? Mm, probably yes. Interesting. Well, uh, one thing that we we've had a we kind of ask everyone that comes on is uh, whether or not you use a thesaurus when you're writing. Like we've had some people that say that they they love it, and other people say that they refuse to do it. Like they only want the words that are in their brain. Uh, where do you kind of sit in this? Do you ever you know in English or Finnish? I suppose in Finnish I don't use anything. Maybe sometimes something when I like searching words. But in English, I use Google Translator. <laughs> I didn't remember the source, but now you mention it, it that would be like better. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope, okay, cool. Hope it saves you some time. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> and sometimes I write like in Finnish and I translate it into English. Ah, oh, right. And then sometimes I, it might be work better or not. And vice versa. I mm. write in English, and then I translate to it in Finnish. Mm-hmm. And something happens. You, you translate from English into Finnish? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. It goes do, both ways. Do you have an example of, like, like, do you remember an instance where you translated something and it came out better in the other in the other form? Uh, Can you explain, like, what happened? Uh, don't remember those occasions, but... I used to like, I write something and I like the whole text, the bigger mass of text. And I, well, I write it like, like in English and then I get it to the Google translator and see what comes. But of course, it's like they're translated like badly. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, yeah, but sure. I have, yeah, I have to like make them better. But sometimes there's something that I didn't like, like, get at the first place but i okay let's like that mm-hmm. and i got like inspired by, by it oh, interesting I, yeah. like inspired by words some words are very inspiring hmm. uh well another pattern that we noticed uh was that a lot of your lyrics uh contain lines that involve fewer than four words uh for example lyrics from uh, in coldest embrace uh read in cold embrace the night i Carried my flame far beyond sky with coldest of light, the star of my eternal eternity um, shines far beyond. Uh, so, what effect is created uh, through this kind of short phrasing? And are your lyrics structured in this way just to match up with the music, or is there something more to it? Yeah, it's it's because of the arrangements. But I like I. It's easier to write like that also. Mm. But the ar- arrangement is is a point. When everything like changes, I write something. I write the lyrics; they're ready. But when I am um, starting to arrange them, or somebody else, we all arrange. It it tends to change a bit. Mm-hmm. So, for almost all of your songs, then whether in English or Finnish, assuming our our Google the Google translations we have are accurate, uh, you write in the first person. So, as shown in lines like "In contempt, I release a battle cry," or "I beckon your name to the fire, for I am your nightmare." And with the coldest of light, the star of my eternity shines far beyond. 
is there a reason why you adopt this first-person eye perspective so consistently across your songs? And what would change if you were to write from the perspective of a narrator or in the third person? I guess it's it's the way that way because because of the personal meaning of the lyrics. I write to myself and I am myself when I write. It it like it feels a little bit odd to me to write in third person. Then it would like suggest that I'm telling a fantasy story or mm-hmm. stories. I don't tell stories. <laughs> I'm incorporating feelings and atmospheres. Those kind of third person stories are are fairly common in in black metal, though, right? Like uh, I mean. Uh, I guess uh, a big example, say Cradle of Filth, like Her Ghost in the Fog, is is all told. Uh, you know, they part of it's the first person, but there's also like the story and, and these people that are doing things. Is is there a reason you don't like those kind of narrative approaches, or in your own lyrics at least? I don't. It, it just feels feels a little bit odd to me hmm. for me to write it. It's okay when it's in Cradle of Filth, mm-hmm. but for me, it's it feels like a bit. I don't know. Maybe if it would be like a fairy tale, alike or some old folk tale. Hmm. But I still have to incorporate my me. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. Is the I in the songs always you, or is it like a character that you're embodying in the song? It could be both. Hmm. I let the dis- listener decide oh. or interpret they want. So some even, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I apologize. Some of those eyes are more personal it's definitely me and and in some lyrics it's just like i incorporate me to that but it's it's not me are you telling folk tales or or fairy tales in those cases a little bit then or is it still kind of grounded in in your reality everything is grounded in my reality so i'm not like referring uh, fairy tales Mm -hmm. i use like fairy tales as a metaphor for something else. Because if you're interesting interested in fairy tales, you can go and read them. <laughs> they are already there. Sure, yeah. So you're trying to put something new out there in a way? In a way, yes. Okay. Well maybe this links to our next question because we noted that um again assuming we translated your lyrics correctly, uh which I, I don't always trust the robot, but um it doesn't. It seems like you don't have a single song that's written in the past tense. Uh, there are lines that are in the, uh, like that are set in the past, but they're still written in future tense, and all the framing is in the present. So you have a "this is happening now" perspective, as in lines like uh, "Blood Moon glides from behind the treetop, cloaked in the night, she marches on," or "I cultivate cultivate my demise," uh, or "In quiet shades, lurking fear arrives. There is no grace, no earthly joy divine." Why do you think you tend to write as though the events in your songs are happening here and now, uh, or rather than in like the future or in particular in the past? Why don't you talk like uh, it seems like you do talk about things that have happened to you, but you always frame it as though it's kind of happening or unfolding now. I don't know, really, but it could be linked to the last question or it must have something to do with my present life that I am like reflecting. Here and now, but it's it's interesting. You guys like you found that in my lyrics because I am that kind of person who enjoys dwelling in the past. Mm. Interesting. It it might be just a coincidence. Do you know why that that love of dwelling in the past 
doesn't appear like do you have any idea why it might not appear in your lyrics like it might be that i am like nostalgic person and nostalgic to times i have ever been myself and i can like i can bring the past like into present time mm. but everything that's happened like in my own past there, there's not 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 that much to tell about <laughs> <laughs> Does it help, like when you say when you're singing live, or just even you know singing lyrics in a band practice to be focused on like this is happening now? Does it does it put you in a, a certain experience? I have never rehearsed a single word in this band, so <laughs> I don't oh. know. <laughs> the okay. rehearsals they are coming. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'll have to ask you later. Yeah, I mean, how about yeah. in terms of performance, though? Does it change the performance to be performing a song as if, you know, the lyrics are happening now? Probably not. I just, like, I focus that squeeze that out of me. I am not, like, I probably can't focus what I'm saying in life mm. to be, like, practiced at first. Mm-hmm. When we are in the studio, I just just crawl. Growl, crawl, mm-hmm. and trying to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, the fellow band never said more angry, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I don't necessarily read your lyrics as very angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, they don't feel like very angry lyrics. Yeah. There, there's some blood and stuff, but sure. they don't seem like yeah. They don't seem like like you're. I mean, I, the, like metal's always a little you know aggressive, but I didn't read your lyrics as like pissed off. Yeah. I have like pissed off lyrics, but I have like lyrics which are not at all angry. Mm. Is it hard when like you know your band members like angrier, and you're like, "This is not these lyrics aren't angry. It's not an angry song." <laughs> I'm not. I am not an angry person, so it's hard to like squeeze the angriness out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not an easy task to do, like to sing black metal vocals. You have to focus, like it comes like. The good outcome, but also like the feeling is good. So it, that's equals angry enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if we can ask about what's not in your lyrics, uh, with the exception of the occasional rhyming lines, uh, so like and the night draws to a close and the darkness begins to disclose, I am left with my newfound strength to rule over the earth at any length. Uh, it seems like other than lines like this, you don't really uh, do a lot of rhyming. Uh, so is this a coincidence or have you intentionally avoided um, rhyming, you know, for some particular reason? It must be coincidental because I I write rhymes a lot of time. Mm. When I try to be like poetic, I write rhymes. Maybe it's because maybe it gets too poetic. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But but I don't know. I have a one one lyrics coming now and full of rhymes. It's like that's the basic of the mm. lyric rhymes. We aren't, you know. I've, again, we're not. We're not. We, I was going to say not skilled, but we have no knowledge of Finnish at all. Um, so we yeah. couldn't really tell if your Finnish lyrics have rhyme. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is like so, some languages don't have a tradition of rhyme. I, I imagine Finnish does, but like, is there is there rhyme in Finnish poetry? Is that a common thing? And do you try to do it when you write in Finnish? Yeah, I I try to be like it's a free it's not a, a poet poetic form of any it's a free form but I use same kind of rhymes that like in hundred years ago the poet mm-hmm. poetics were using that's cool 
So there is a tradition of, of that kind of rhyme schemes? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And in Kalevala, they have this, like, I don't know what it's called in English, but it's trochee of some sort that is in Kalevala. That the whole thing is written in that particular way. Okay. Hmm. Nifty. So we also noticed uh, that you don't really have any swear words in your lyrics. Is there, uh, and again, assuming our trans- Google Translate's right, uh, they're not in English or Finnish. We didn't notice any vulgarities. Um, is there a reason that you've chose to avoid uh, cursing? Yeah, because in this kind of blue melodic black metal swearing words, they do not belong there because we are trying to be like sophisticated. Like in, it, it, it's that's not magical if you say it, fuck. <laughs> It's not magic. <laughs> I like that framing. It's uh, fuck isn't magic. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's okay, okay. Is, is that true in in um, in Finnish too? The same kind of feeling. It doesn't feel it like loses the magic if you if you include a swear yeah. word. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, uh, yeah. Do you do you swear much in like day to day life? Like, is is when you're just hanging out with your friends? Do you is it do you swear in there or or is it something you try to avoid in general? Hell yeah, I swear. <laughs> But it's not part of Moonlight Sorcery. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. So is, is I guess that all links links to the um trying to keep the, the lyrics different from the day to day then, yeah? Yeah, pretty much that. Okay, cool. Maybe it's some something like you can write scientific text and you can write black metal lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> they are done like there's a manner mm-hmm. how it should be done. So is it like you mentioned earlier at the start of this interview the, um, that you said black metal has a freedom to it and what you can talk about. But is it also kind of like, are there these traditions that you feel have to be sort of maintained in what you're doing? Yeah, some some, some extent, yes. I could be more experimental, but I don't want but black metal allows me to do it. I guess why, why like no judgment or anything, but why don't, why don't you want to be more experimental in, in your personal lyrics? Maybe because I enjoy to, to read like traditional lyrics. I don't like that expressional music <laughs> myself so we make music that we love for sure well uh that brings us to our final question which is to tie all of this together what would you say is ultimately the role of lyrics in your work and in the extreme metal genre more broadly or perhaps the black metal genre given that's been the kind of major source of our discussion yeah my my role of my lyrics would be like they are like evoking strong emotional charge. That's the main and the magical atmosphere. But if you think black metal lyrics or the whole ex- extreme metal scene, the ultimate goal is probably expressing and reflecting oneself. Oneself, like that's the main thing. Do, do you think spirituality? So, do you think black metal is is a very personal genre in a way? Yeah, definitely. Much more than like death metal. Okay, interesting. It. I guess um could you could you elaborate on that? Like what um I obviously you know the the songs about zombies and and death and gore and stuff don't feel very personal certainly, uh but I guess why do you think black metal has this tradition of of uh being personal or or singing about the self through the genre? Maybe because when somebody finds black metal at the first place, it's it's something huge. It's it's really special. It's like any metal genre is is not like black metal, so it's kind of naturally has to be like very personal because it's it's really personal to those who listen to it. it it's it's not just music. Yeah. <laughs> this is heard this many times, but it's it's it is like that. Of course, you can do just black metal, which is just music, but 
I guess I should ask you this way back in the beginning, but like when you first encountered black metal, then was it, was this that kind of, was it sort of a mind blowing experience? Yeah, definitely. I was always like drawn to brutal music, like hardcore punk in like 10 years old. But then I, when I found like black metal, I was like in hall. It has that, had that mystic atmosphere. I was fond of at my childhood already. So yes, it was a big thing. That's fascinating. Thank you. This is like, uh, um, yeah. yeah, we don't, uh, black metal artists don't usually reply to our emails. So thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a critically low number of black metal interviews. Yeah. So if anyone out there wants, is in a black metal band and wants to be interviewed, let us know. <laughs> yeah. and, and obviously thanks for, um, you know, putting up with English questions for, for an hour. It's, uh, I, I know it's yeah. really hard to do it, but, uh, yeah, thank was, you so much. This was my first interview ever. So. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh, yeah. So honored. <laughs> oh yeah, that's an absolute honor. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. thank you for making time. We really appreciate it. It's uh I I've absolutely love what you guys have been doing. The the newest album is incredible. So thank you for sharing all this about it. Thank you for very good questions. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bummer if your first interview had a bunch of bad questions, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, so what's uh I guess to f- just wrap up, what's uh what's next for Moonlight Sorcery? Um you mentioned that you'll be rehearsing. Is there gonna be a, a tour perhaps? At some point, some live things will be done. Not sure entirely when, but maybe 2025, maybe. Okay. But mm-hmm. then we we are like not nothing on a hiatus, but we take it easy now mm-hmm. and start practicing and let's see what happens. We have like our daily lives, so this has been a hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And where should people go to find out like the latest news uh, about Moonlight Sorcery and uh, follow any of your new releases? I guess Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's the way, or Instagram, or whatever the official platforms are. Avant card music. Cool. Well, okay, yeah, great, awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I uh, I hope you you know enjoy the rest period, the hiatus uh, in 2025. If you want to come down to Australia, we'd love to have you. Yeah, <laughs> would glad to come. That'd be awesome. I imagine the temperature yeah, is a bit shocking. Uh, you look a lot colder than we are at the moment. It's summer down here, so <laughs> yeah, we have a coldest of winter. <laughs> yeah. Well, cheers. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a have a wonderful evening, and we'll be in touch uh, when when we release the episode. Yep. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for listening to Lingua Rutalica. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you stay tuned for our next episode. Before we leave, we just wanted to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past and present. (laughs) 